Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey, everybody, it's Anna. And it's Ashley. And oh my gosh, we have such a treat for you today. I am so excited about our guest. She is such a dear friend of mine. Full disclaimer, also a former client turned dear friend. Her name is Julie Riesler. She's author of an amazing book, Go Pick It Up Now, called Get a PhD in You. She is host of an incredible podcast called the USU Podcast. She has her master's degree in health and wellness coaching. She's on faculty at Georgetown. She's a heart facilitator with the heart. I mean, like, okay, let me just say, I could go on for this entire (laughs) podcast episode with all of Julie's credentials, but I'm not going to do that because it's just, I'll let her speak for herself. So Julie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Oh my gosh. I, I always say when my cheeks hurt so badly before we begin, we know we're in for a good time. So I'm so happy to be here. My cheeks are killing because I'm smiling. I'm so happy. Oh my gosh. So Julie, just probably is an intuitive coach, but I feel like you're also Julie, a life coach. There's, I mean, there, you're, you're like the coach of so many different dimensions. So why don't you take a moment to share with our audience about yourself, your work, your journey to how you got to where you are today as a a very highly successful coach and author. Thank you. Yeah. So first of all, so excited to be here. I love what you guys are doing. And um, let me just say that, you know, I, uh, I do believe that oftentimes our darkest parts of our life can be the most important lessons that can help us to spread more light. And that's really what happened for me. I, struggled big time. I'm very open about this. I struggled with uh, an addiction with food, with sugar. I, um, you know, some with alcohol, some with social media, some with all different things. For me, it was turning to food to handle emotions I didn't know how to process. Um, Grew up with a very loving family, but my dad had PTSD and massive uh, debt, financial issues and bipolar and undiagnosed ADHD and very loving, but very um, unstable. And I think for me, what I did is I turned to food to find stability. I did not realize at the time I was, I'm an empath, which I have learned since being an empath, meaning highly sensitive to energy, to people later realizing that's a gift. But at the time growing up, you know, I just, I I, um, was, was very sensitive to, to all of that. And so food stabilized that. And it wasn't until about almost 20 years ago, I had a, a moment where I'll be really, say this quickly, there was a moment of just do I end my life and drive myself into a tree or do I drive myself to a support group? It was literally, that was the question I was asking myself with a hand and a huge bag of M&Ms from Costco. And I just, and mind you, tie-dyed M&Ms, not like, so really like a moment, (laughs) you get a picture. And I just, um, I, I thankfully heard this inner voice that said, Julie, go to the meeting, your whole life will change. I was you know, Brene Brown teaches about shame. The shame was so big. It was bigger than my body. It was bigger than, I mean, I was like horrified to be in this group. Um, This group and support system changed my life. And it started to have me look at what I was really eating over, which was a lack of self-connection to myself, self-love. And through that, I did a personal development program where I eventually through the third one of the three main programs, I had a coach who changed my life. Um, I had a lot unfold while I was excavating myself, realizing I was not in the marriage that I wanted to be in, good person, not the right fit. I came down with a massive um, 
autoimmune condition and my thyroid stopped working, uh, which I learned later and knew immediately was connected to not speaking my voice, mm. whole other subject. And um, I just started to do this, you know, peeling and peeling. And uh, this coach, one powerful question that he asked me literally changed my life. And I realized if I could help people to understand that and, and, to, and help them to see the wisdom within them to change their life and live whatever their truth is, like that is sacred work. So I ended up getting a master's degree in coaching and not realizing how I would use it. And I, and, you know, for me, it took a couple years, but I left my, my cushy day job. I was a single mom. I had two kids, autoimmune condition, like a lot going on. And I just, for me, coaching today, you know, it's not just coaching. I actually came up with this term life designer because what I really think is that we get the chance to design it we design our life how we want it to be. And so I add in, I'm, you know, realized empath, highly sensitive, intuitive. And then I've done a lot of healing work and, and have studied with people like Teal Swan and have done a lot of healing um, energy work as well. So I bring that all in. And then of course, heart, of course, heart intelligence. So it is something I left my day job to do this work. I believe it is sacred, sacred work. I really do. So what kind of meeting did you go to? So what kind of meeting did you go to? You said, you kept saying you're, you're going to a meeting and yeah. where, where? Like It was a, it was a 12 step meeting. It was a 12 step meeting. Um, so if you've heard of like Alcoholics Anonymous, it's for yeah. overeating. Um, they actually have them. Sure. Thank goodness. They have them for like everything. And I highly recommend, uh, you know, if anyone's listening and they're like, oh, I struggle with, with money, there's a debtors, there's an alcohol, there's a drug, there's sex, I fit into the food one. And um, it actually, what it did was over the time I started um, going regularly and worked, you know, the, the steps and I realized I just started to drop the shame. I started hearing so many people, so many stories, and that made the biggest difference. And that got me really comfortable sharing my story without shame, which is the biggest gift because when you lose shame it was like the elephant that lived in me just you know it just evaporated and I could show up and say yeah I did eat out of my garbage can before I know I ate chocolate chip cookies on the toilet seat I did do that um, and that's without feeling like a horrible person right Right, right, right. You yeah. talk about wow. when right. I was reading up. You talk about when I when I was reading up on you and Ashley sent me uh, info on you. You talk about how you realized you were a people pleaser, and that's Ashley and I are that way too. And you also talk about how. Let me let me find the correct words here. Um, how to find how people can find their true selves, and so what is the secret to that? The first thing is you've got to be awake <laughs> and aware. Uh, you've got so for a lot of life, I was just trying to not be in myself, right? I was trying to be who you wanted me to be. Like I was really good, and I felt people's energy, so I could like shift and chameleon. I mean, really, really good at it. But what happened was I stopped getting a sense of what what my desires were, who I am, what what makes. Me tick what I'm into, I and that's exhausting. It's very. I imagine that's exhausting. My thyroid breakdown was in direct proportion to you know 15 years marriage and relationship with somebody where I was trying to be. I was trying to be what he wanted. Um, I was trying to be something I'm not, um, and I don't fault him. I I created that with him, but it was exhausting. Right. Um, and so the number one. I mean, you always got. I think starting. With And for me, it was actually the Artist's Way book. That was probably one of the most 
transformative books. Julia Cameron, who's actually a recovering, she talks about being a recovering alcoholic. So it's, it was geared towards that, but it's for anybody. And it has you look at, like, what do you even like? What do you desire? What, do you, what makes me feel alive? And I started to realize, oh my God, I used to dance. I used to be perform on camera. I used to, and I remembered my dream of used to, you know, pretending in the mirror that I was interviewing people with my toothbrush. And I was like, I want to do more of that, you know? And so you've got to start excavating. But I think before that, getting still, getting present, you know, meditating is a fancy word for just breathing with some stillness. So I don't love, I mean, meditation is beautiful. I sometimes get intimidated. This is like 10 years of, of meditation. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit my butt down and just get quiet. Like, that's what we're doing. Yeah, sure. Um, so that you start there. So you can start to go within. And then, of course, tuning into your heart. And I could even, you know, talk more. It's very easy. It's natural. We're, we're equipped we actually have intelligence in our heart that is different than our brain. And I really do feel when you start to connect to that intuition is connected to your heart um, that you, you have, it's like, it's like opening a treasure box that you didn't even know was there. Honestly, that's, that's what it was like for me. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because this is something you and I haven't really talked much about, which is like connecting to your heart. Like I know about connecting to your intuition, you're following your gut, but there's not a lot of emphasis I've heard on the heart. So tell us yeah. about that and how that works. So it's so interesting because I know where does intuition come from and how does it, how does it connect to your heart? And I will share, I very gratefully, although I don't feel it's a coincidence, had the opportunity to facilitate a um, global coherence conference with HeartMath a year ago in Tulum. Had no idea what would be happening now. Um, spent some time with them. And recently I was talking to Dr. Roland McCready. He's the head uh, scientist for HeartMath. They've been studying this for 30 years. And he actually um, has taught about intuition. And what he was saying to me, because he's going to be leading a, a masterclass for a program I'm doing, is that intuition, actually the information comes in first through our heart. We have 40,000 or more sensory intelligent neurons in our heart that are different than our gut and our brain. It's actually, what's so cool is your brain is a polar organ. So when, you know, it's designed to like waver between questions, you know, the analysis paralysis, which mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Your heart doesn't do that. It is literally an intelligent organ that when you put your hand on your heart and you learn to tune in, that's what gives you wisdom that to me is from your higher self, the higher heart, whatever you want to call it intuition, your gut feeling, all of that, like scientifically, information comes in first through your heart, then goes to your gut and your, your, your intuition stems from there and then goes to your brain. And to get coherence, what we want to do is connect to our heart and then connect it with our brain and back to our heart. It's really fascinating. Is mm -hmm. it a simple act of even just like placing your hand on your heart? So like, how do you activate yeah. that? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a great question. So you can do the right. basic one is called the heart lock-in and that's, that's heart math technology. I mean, you it basically put your hand on your heart. Um, you just start to breathe. You don't even have to close your eyes, start to breathe slowly. You're going to put your attention to your heart. Imagine like you imagine breathing in and out of your heart. And then what you want to do is just start to not think about it, but feel a sense of gratitude or appreciation or care. Find something like your kids, the barn you were just in, dancing, whatever, and you feel that gratitude. And when you start to feel that, I actually have a device I wear every day when I uh, do this. It tracks the coherence of your heart. 
We have a varied heart rate, uh, heart rate variability and it tracks the coherence. There's a certain like, so you can be in coherence or out. Most people are out of coherence. It's so cool. So when you do this long enough, you can see like, I'll be honest, I love my mom. She's high anxiety. When my mom calls me on the phone, when I have my little thingy on, I, I used to get out of coherence. I could see it go into red. <laughs> and I was like, I got to breathe. Yeah, it's a great, it's great for us like, I'm not even that logical, but I like to know science and I like to understand how things work. And I'm like, holy mackerel, my mom brought me out of coherence. All right, that's on me. I got to like, right. you know, so, so let me ask you, when you have your, right. So let me ask you, when you have your clients, first of all, when, when, when your clients come to you, what do they say? Like, how, 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 how would one think, okay, I'm, I'm so out of sorts, what would make you an, an, an intuition coach differ from, say, even another kind of life coach? And what do, when they come to you, what do they say? Help me do this or help me not do this? This is probably not surprising. Overachieving, high achiever, <laughs> overachieving, often like exhausted mentally. Uh, women, some men too, that I, I say like big hearted, high overachievers who are looking to get a little out of their mind and more into a sense of, the words I usually use is that feeling of having your light turned back on, feeling like there's more meaning and purpose in your life. Um, it might be around you know, food and, and that, that whole world, but oftentimes it's like, you know, I just don't really feel like I'm in, in I'm my me as me. I don't really feel like I am... I'm like, I have a nice house. I have two kids. Things are okay. They're fine, but they don't feel like things are wonderful or that that light that, that used to be on or that I think could be on is, 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 is lit up. Um, so it's interesting. I get a lot of kind of this logical left brain intellectual, a lot of women like that. Um, and, right. and those that are, that are, that are more in the bright brain and the healing aspect too. But yeah, because you know what I do every session, everybody's different. So, you know, I use my intuition. I'm trained as a coach. I teach it. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. Sometimes it's really looking at beliefs and stories. Sometimes though, it's actually going in and finding a piece part of you that had trauma and healing that aspect. And that's, you know, you've got to be, everyone's open to that. Most that come to me are open to just healing and moving forward, um, getting unstuck. It's a big one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, because in, in essence, you're helping people find and come back home to their true selves. Yeah. Um, or at least, so like right now, we're all at home during this time of quarantine. It's a, it's a time of stillness. And that's scary for a lot of people because we're all used to go, 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 go. Um, So I, and I feel like even for me, I've been doing a lot of exploration yoga every day. I'm doing dance. I'm I mean, like I am definitely using this time to come more into my true self by exploring more movement. Um, How do you think we can use this time of a slower pace of life? And especially a time when it's such high anxiety too, in our global world how can we use this time to to explore who we really truly are and get back home such a great question um i have like a thousand answers but i'm going to narrow it down to a few that i think are doable and that i and and truthfully i would say to everyone listening like 
first of all, tune into yourself. And, you know, it's a good question to journal about, like what makes me feel calm and peaceful and ease? I will say a natural one is nature. The first and foremost, nature. Nature for a lot of reasons, you know, we're all made of energy. The the energy, the the vibration, whatever you want to call it, is is nature holds a very high, like incredibly healing uh, energy force. I mean, there's what's called forest and I, and I kind of feel like right now more. And I kind and- of feel like right now more and more people are returning to nature. Yeah. I mean, like I, I you know, like I, Ash like posted something on Facebook that my husband actually saw about, and this is not about anything against our gym owners, but it was like you know I don't we don't really need gyms um, because we're out doing yoga or we're out, um, you know, walking or we're running outside. We can't go to, to, to gyms. Ashley's right. You know, um, we, we, um, are going more, returning more to nature to get our, our movement and our exercise. I think that is brilliant. And I think the other piece is like the, the mental well-being. The, um, it, it's hard to walk outside around beautiful trees and not feel a shift after that walk. Um, yes, I have been, absolutely. you know. It, yes, absolutely. Area of study and now a whole area that people are getting certified called forest bathing, where you go forest into bathing? forest bathing. Yeah. Really? What is that? I've never heard of it. Really? Going into like a forest or where there's a lot of trees and you actually can have healing in your body, in your well-being. The other one that we know for sure that works too is grounding. You put your feet on the grass mm-hmm. and you literally pull up minerals and good you know, energy from, from the earth. Grounding, but forest bathing is a thing. There's actual science behind that. And to me, it's always been like, yeah, it just, I feel better, right? So I think I'll really, because you know what I noticed during all of this time when you go outside, it's like Mother Nature did not stop producing gorgeous, you know, flowers. And I, I think it's greener. Absolutely. I, I think it's greener around here now. It's, I mean, I think the colors are brighter. More, but it's such a good message. Like, you know, it's really important to keep to be able to thrive within yourself. It doesn't mean we're human. I mean, there's been a lot of emotion, especially the last few weeks. I've had a lot of grief. There's a lot of grief. There's a lot of, you know, all of the emotions. And of course, you know, Ashley, you're like dancing through them. I mean, that's so powerful. I think movement, I think being in nature, I think any kind of movement, find music. This is what I've been doing. I have a playlist of like, angry, like crying grief, and then like <laughs> spiritual. I mean, I'm so out there, but I'm like, I don't care. Right. So like some days I'm playing this music and some days it's that. And today I was like, I'm playing journey. Don't stop believing. Like I'm just whatever. And I'll just dance however I want or move. So, you know, moving with, with, yeah. with music. Um, and I think always reflection, intuitive, you know, journaling, I know, or heart, you know, heart speak is another way that I call it like hand on your heart. Think of something you're upset about or worried about. Write it down first. That's your, like, in your brain. Go into your heart and then write about it, and you will get a different answer, which is similar to intuitive journaling. It's any form of, you know, introspection where you're just writing. And I would definitely write it, handwrite it, versus um, typing. It just, it, it, it accesses a different part of you, creativity. Right. That's such great advice. I also feel like I want to keep putting my in this interview. <laughs> 
I, I know. It's so powerful. I, know. I, like, I just like don't want it to leave. Um, okay. So I had another question. Um, just again, it kind of goes back to what we're facing right now with the pandemic and everything else. It's a yeah. time when we're not physically connecting with people. But you also preach the importance of oneness. So we're talking about a lot about like we find our true selves. We find our true selves. We're also not really connecting with people. But you preach oneness. So tell our audience, what does that mean? What does oneness mean? And then how can we express our oneness to the world when we're at a physical distance from everyone right now? Oh, I love that. I love that question. And I actually had a – it's funny. This morning I had a thought about that. So I'll share. First of all, I think on the – quantum kind of metaphysical level, and and some might be with me with this, some might not. I mean, I really, truly, everything I've read and feel in my heart and believe is we we literally are all of the same infinite love stuff, whatever you call that. We're individuated expressions. We're individual, you know, we each have our own unique fingerprint. Yet, if you really start getting into it, The Divine Matrix is a great book on this. It explains, again, scientifically how we are in this web of love of infinite love right. uh, or light. And so you have that. To me, I okay. feel that. You know, I talked earlier about being sensitive. I can feel that. But so how do you show it? How do you be that? Um, I'll tell you one of the things, one way you can do that um, is when you're walking in nature, when you're out walking, literally smile at every human being you see. Wave and smile. I started doing that. I, You know, I felt a little weird at first because I Sometimes people want their own space. I'm like, no, that's my expression of oneness is to acknowledge yeah. in their eyes. So that's one little thing. Anytime you go to a store, you get in your car. Anytime you see a human being, just smile. Smile. You can smile with your eyes. It's called smize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's so weird is that yeah. – Well, you know what's so weird is that I'm from the Midwest, and people do that all the time. It wasn't until I moved to the East Coast that I realized that or that I recognized, I guess that people don't do that. We're very, in the East Coast, we're very, you know, almost kind of myopic. We're into our own thing. I don't think we ignore the people. We're just really into what we're doing. Yet when I come from in the Midwest, everybody smiles at everybody. Everybody looks at everybody, just walks down the street, whatever. And you're right that Julie, at least in my neighborhood, when I walk around, everybody's like, you know, smiling and waving at everybody when we, when we pass them on the, on the street walking. Even, you know, six feet apart, and we, you know, avoid each yeah. other on the streets. We, you know, hey, how you doing? Good morning. It's always morning for me. It's too hot in the afternoon <laughs> for me to get out. <laughs> I stay inside in the afternoon. <laughs> it's one little thing, but I would just, anytime you're out and about, um, and then I would think, I would ac- apply that, okay, how can I send a smile or my heart, you know, I call it a heart flare. How can I give a heart flare? So social media, you know, I, I just was posting, um, God, there's just so much I'm learning about the whole idea of being, you know, an ally and understanding more about the race issues in this country and and things I hadn't even thought about because I've been so in my other stuff. And I just, you know, I think um, being, being, you know, to me, it comes back to being loving, being open-minded, being kind, being supportive, whatever that looks like for each of us um, is another way to, to be into oneness. So you yeah. just lost, you just lost, so you just yeah. lost, you just launched, sorry, a new life coaching program. So tell us about that a little bit. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's awesome. I am so excited about this. I have been thinking about this for a long time. Um, the quick, quick story, because I think it's kind of funny slash interesting. When I did my master's degree, I was coaching on the side. I was working in my full-time uh 
you know, corporate job, HR. And um, I started to realize like I, 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 it was fine, but not the best fit for me. I was like, I'm going to start my own business. So I left with like a couple coaching clients. I mean, I kind of left I don't recommend doing what I did, but nonetheless, thank goodness it worked. <laughs> worked with yeah. a coach and came up with this idea of being a life designer. I was like, I love that name. And my first, literally the first thing I paid for was this trademark. And I didn't know why, but my intuition was like, get that trademarked. I was like, what is a trademark? I had one friend from college who was a trademark lawyer and I called him. I'm like, Andy, can you help me? And he's like, absolutely can. So he's in Virginia. He's, he's awesome. He did the trademark and I paid, that was my first payment. Now, six years later, uh, you know, I've been teaching it, I've been coaching, and it just occurred to me in this time, actually, I was like, wait a minute, this is something that can really, really help those that feel called to serve and that want to not just be better listeners, but help others to unpack and, and really tap into their potential and to design their best life. Like I don't, I, I just see that as really, really crucial work. So it, I kind of was asking my heart, what else can I do right now? And I thought, you know what? I could absolutely, absolutely create a program that helps, helps people to be um, a life designer, to be a coach, but infusing in intuition and, you know, being a healing presence and heart intelligence and some of the things that I perhaps wouldn't be adding in if I were teaching elsewhere. And so um, it's really to train, to train, I call, I mean, I think of it as being a light worker, you know, being right. a coach um, and it's a 12 week program. You get 20 hours of coaching outside of the meeting every single week. There's a final and uh, it's exciting because this is like my heart. I've been teaching it for a long time and we just started the first uh, cohort and it's, it's just amazing, amazing, amazing people and all who want to use it in different ways. I mean, coaching, yeah. there is a, there is a, you know, there's a, the competencies, there is a framework, but there's also a lot of kind of learning how to hold space for people. And I think right. that's so needed now. Right, exactly. I can't like think of anyone better than right, you exactly. to teach that to people. Like it's just, it's so amazing. And I, I'm so excited. Like I'm like, sign me up because I want to go through it personally. But it's just also for me, like this whole time of pandemic has really been like a lot of personal growth. And, yeah, and like for like in a good way, very stressful changes anxiety inducing and definitely with my husband not here a lot and having three kids at home but it's also been a time of like really going back to my true self and I like I feel like Julie's the right next step for this so I hope others find more information and get inspired by you so tell us where can we get more Julie tell our audience (laughs) You're so awesome. Well, the very the best of what I'm up to and and how hopefully I can serve and help you is at my website, which is julieriesler.com. And that's R-E-I, like the store, S-L-E-R. It's spelled differently than it sounds. Um, and if you're interested in the coaching, you actually just add a little forward slash certification. It's a very non-fancy page, but it does give you the information. Um and you can also find me, I have about 20 meditations. I have a course for those who've struggled with overeating. I have a lot of my podcast talks up on Insight Timer. It's a really yeah, wonderful mindfulness app um, and they're, they're free. So if you just look up my name on Insight Timer, there's a lot of meditations and great resources there. I'm going to do that. I'm totally going to do that. Oh my goodness. I'm going to do that. I'm totally going to do that. She knows this. I do a lot. Of- no, because I'm a big, Ashley knows this. I do a lot of meditation and 
I'm a big, big fan of Inside Timer. So looking you up right now, look at that. All right, kind of as a game changer. It's actually- I, I know our audience is going to be walking away being like, wow, because that's how I feel every time I talk to you. So <laughs> thank quiet. you so much for joining <laughs> us on Two Girls Talking. You're the best. Yeah, that's a really great time. And there's so much to yeah, be learned. That's a really great time. And there's so much to be learned out there, you know, right now. Now is a really good time to do that. So Art. Okay, I'm holding my heart too. Awesome, everybody. Thanks a lot, everybody. All right, we'll talk to you guys next. Thanks a lot, everybody. Yes, two girls talking. Ashley and Anna. We'll see you soon. Bye.